It was our text for today, 1 Peter chapter 5. And I want to show you the first four verses as a challenge, uh, not only to you, but to our congregation to understand what the responsibility of these men are, uh, the humility that it takes to be in this position. I want you to see uh, what makes up this kind of man. I want to do that by showing you four things in this text, and I'm going to try and keep it brief. My prayer for you, gentlemen, is that you... uh, that you embrace not only this text that deals with the eldership of the church, but you embrace all the great texts in our uh, Bible that help to teach us what our responsibilities are. And so I pray that, you, uh, that you're humbled before this text this morning and you ask God to, uh, to seal it to your heart. Let me read it for us all together. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 says this, Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, As your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not of sword gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. I want to leave you with four things this morning. Number one, I want you to briefly see your standard, your standard in ministry. Verse one, Peter correctly says that he is a witness to Christ. He's a testimony to Christ, not just to Christ. He qualifies that. He says he is a witness to the sufferings of Christ. So here's what I want to here's what I want to be clear, guys. We are a testimony and a witness to Christ. He is our standard. He is our model, if you will. But not just Christ in his life. Christ, specifically, Peter says, is in his his death. And the suffering that led to his willing death. He goes on to say that he is also a partaker of the glory that is to be revealed, namely in Christ. So you get a picture of the cross and you get a picture of the crown of Christ. And Peter says... I'm a fellow elder with you, and here, here's who I identify with. Here's my standard. Here is my example and my model. It is Christ. From cross to crown. Would you notice that the cross always precedes the crown? There will be no glory without a sacrifice, gentlemen. Christ is your standard. Number two, you have in this text a great responsibility. Verse two says, emphatically, shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock, and it's not just any flock. It is specifically the flock of God. That is a great responsibility. Let me tell you his flock. A shepherd leads his flock. My favorite uh, definition of a leader comes from Webster's Dictionary. And it says a leader, one who leads. That's it. One who leads. The importance of that is that you are doing it yourself. You qualify as a leader because you are out doing. We cannot, um, by our own means, raise up qualified elders or leaders for the church. Preston aptly noted earlier in the service that we simply recognize those who are doing 
that which God has called them to do already. They are already being the examples. We recognize those men who are doing and who God puts a calling on their life. We affirm what God is already doing in your heart. So we can't put you through a training program. We can't take a Joe off the street and say, listen, we can raise him up and give him everything he needs to know, give him all the doctrine, give him all the, the training, give him all the examples, give him all this stuff, and at the end of it, give you a, give you a graduation certificate and say, now you, you are equipped to be elders. God does that. God raises you up. Your leaders because you lead and because God has called you into this position. Shepherds lead. Shepherds also feed, right? I mean, just the very basic duties of... And you are to impart it to the body. That responsibility of discipleship has been delegated to you by the great shepherd. You're to feed his sheep. Number three, you're to care for the sheep. This is a picture of the, of the caring shepherd who comes alongside a wounded sheep, bandages his sheep, nurtures it, cares for it, and nurses it back to health. You are to be, as Vic mentioned, our church is to be in the video, a hospital. You are to doctor the flock. Number four, you're also to gather those lost sheep. Both the sheep who are completely and totally lost and those sheep of our own fold who stray. You are to have a heart and such an affection for the flock of God that when one is gone, you know And your heart cries after them. And your feet walk after them. So you're to gather the lost sheep. Finally, you're to protect the sheep. You are to protect the sheep. The context of 1 Peter chapter 5, if you were to look at the chapter before it, if you were to look at the rest of chapter 5, it is a context of suffering. The leaders in the church are called out in the midst of the saints' suffering. Paul said in Romans 16 that we must be alert. We must keep an eye out for those who would wreak havoc among responsibility to protect the sheep. Let me read to you Acts 20. Paul says much the same thing in verse 28. Be on your guard for yourselves and for all the flock among you, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased. Look at how he purchased it. With his own blood. Paul says, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be on alert. As a shepherd, you lead, you feed, you care, you gather those that are lost, and you protect the flock. Christ is your standard. Your responsibility is as a shepherd Number three, you have a motive. You have a motive spelled out in 1 Peter 5. Look at verse 2, the second half. He says, we do this, we exercise this, this shepherding, we exercise this oversight, not under compulsion, meaning we're not being forced into it, but voluntarily according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, not yet as lording it over those allotted to your 